isolated in a remote mansion in a central European forest, Laura longs for companionship until a carriage accident brings another young woman into her life, the secret and sometimes erratic Carmilla. As Carmilla's actions become more puzzling and volatile, Laura develops bizarre symptoms, and as her health goes into decline, Laura and her father discover something monstrous. Welcome to Treat Your Shelf, where every month we pick a book, read it, and review it. <laughs> I'm Christina. And I'm Hannah. And this month we're reading Carmilla by Joseph Sheridan Lefanu and edited by Carmen Maria Machado. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty old book. Yep. Dates back to 1871, and it was first published in The Dark Blue, which I assume to be like some sort of like monthly or magazine type thing or newspaper collection of stories, some sort of thing. Um, this was published before Dracula. Yes. How long have vampires been around, Hannah? <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you have a specific answer for that? Like when they were first no, I don't. in media? <laughs> I, don't. I know. I was going to say towards the end, I know that Alexandre Dumas did a vampire short story before Carmilla came out. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So, I mean... I was thinking this might be the first time, but I also couldn't imagine it would be the first time since they used the word vampire, but I wasn't sure if that was an editor's choice or not. Right. I Yeah, I would be curious to figure out what the actual first, like, written down, like, fictionalized vampire story is, when that date's from. Because I'm sure it feels like something that was probably an oral tradition for a while. Well, according to Wikipedia, the word vampire first appeared in English in 1732 in news reports about vampire epidemics. Ooh. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, so it says, <clears throat> the first mention of vampires in English literature appears in Robert Southey's monumental oriental epic poem, The Lava the Destroyer, 1801, where the main character, Thalaba's deceased beloved, Onitsa, turns into a vampire, although that occurrence is actually marginal to the story. Okay. Was Dumas in between 1801 and 1875? Yeah, Dumas was much closer to um, Le Fanu. I It was like 10 years, maybe. I can't remember the exact date. Editing Hannah here to note that The Pale Lady by Alexandra Dumas came out in 1849, which is actually 48 years earlier than Carmilla came out. Back to past Hannah and Christina. Oh, okay. But yeah, earlier than Carmilla, but not by a huge amount. Okay, gotcha. So it's still pretty new, but not like the first mention of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, first we're going to do our non-spoiler review. So if you haven't read the book, then keep listening. And if you haven't read the book, then also keep listening. I mean, it's non-spoiler, so everybody's fine with listening right now. (laughs) Yes, everyone keep listening, please. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stop now. We're going to tell you how we feel without spoiling anything. (laughs) 
Hannah, what did you think of Carmilla? Carmilla. Carmilla. Uh, I, I thought it was okay. I think it's a pretty... I don't know if standard's the right word, but I mean, it fits in with the gothic genre. It fits in with vampire stories. I feel like it follows a pretty similar like story arc to a lot of vampire stories. Uh, so I don't know. It, it was interesting reading this that came before Dracula, just because I do feel like there are some similarities in the stories between the two, uh, which is just interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think... It's fine for what it is. I mean, <laughs> not not yeah. not the best book I've ever read, but you know, a solid gothic novel. Yeah, I feel like it was very simplistic. Yes, and knowing that it was written for you know a collection of stories, it, it was obviously made to be a short story. Yes. But like, I wanted more action. Yes, I wanted more fight scenes. But anyways. Um, the interesting thing that I thought, speaking of tropes, mm. was I the biggest trope, and I feel like, and it's vampires. Mm-hmm. It's not like a horror trope. It's like a vampire trope, is that in novels, it always has to be like someone pretending like they found this journal written by someone who really found, like, encountered mm-hmm. a vampire. Like, even interview with a vampire, like this guy is interviewing Mm -hmm. a vampire. Like, it's like, this is my real encounter with a vampire, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just thought it was funny that even, even this is. (laughs) That's, yeah, my very first note was that I really do actually enjoy when books are formatted like this. There's a similar Mm -hmm. aspect to like Treasure Island, where it's very much like, these are our notes, but we're also keeping like exact locations and dates secret so that you don't encounter the treasure type thing. And I feel like this Uh is, again, similar. It's like, these are our notes. These are our journals of our actual encounter that actually have, I just, Mm -hmm. I really like that in books. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, as a kid, I hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> and I still kind of do. It kind of bothers me. Interesting. There's, a, there's always a part of me that's like, but, like, is it real? Like, did they really find this manuscript? Like, did they really know someone who knew someone who found it? Or, like, are they just pretending? Or did they actually encounter a vampire and they're just pretending like they did it? And they're like, I found this manuscript and someone else encountered a vampire, but it really is my story. <laughs> like, I don't know, as a kid, like, I would get really carried away. Like, this is true. This is real. They really found this manuscript. Okay. I'm talking about this. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, no. Like, yeah, so maybe I'm mad at it because of how fooled I was okay. as a child. It was just yeah. too real. It was too real. Like, I, I remember having this one book, and it was, like, the journals of, of, of whatever Van Helsing's first name is. Is it Victor Van Helsing? Maybe. I don't remember. Alexander Van Helsing? I don't remember. But it was, like, the Abraham Van Helsing. It okay. was, like, the true, the, the journal of Abraham Van Helsing. And it started off the same. It was, like, I found this in my grandfather's attic or something. And I was like, this is real. And it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think it was. You'll never know. It might be. <laughs> I'll never know. <laughs> I hate being lied to. <laughs> wow. Don't in fictional me. stories, you hate being lied to? Okay. But like, 
you're trying to tell me it's not fiction. <laughs> That's fair. So then how did you feel about the book in general then, besides this <laughs> jumping off point? That <laughs> I thought it was, you know, uh, like you said, it was a nice tale. Um, I like the imagery that it provoked, mm. you know, like you said, like, it's just a really nice gothic novel. It's very short. I think I read it in, like, three hours tops. Mm. Like, it was very short. But I liked it, short chapters. I don't know. I'm glad I read it as far as, like, adding it to my vampire mm. repertoire, I suppose. But I don't know. It feels like an unfinished story to right. me a little bit. Yeah. Unfinished. Not life-changing. Just a fine Mm -hmm. fine for what it is a little feather in my hat there you go i don't know that's the term but you know hey i read a historical vampire novel boom put it on the shelf there you go (laughs) i'm ready for our spoiler filled review yeah so those who have not read the book and would like to read it at some point please stop listening we will not be responsible for any secrets you hear (laughs) otherwise keep listening (laughs) otherwise keep listening if you want to be spoiled so the story starts off i mean right away you know she's a vampire like Mm -hmm. there's like no hiding it and i feel like okay so starts off with a carriage accident and her mom just randomly asks a guy that lives in the nearest house yeah. to take care of her daughter for three months. This this con that they are trying to pull is the most ridiculous thing. And I'm like, sure, I guess in this era, you know, everybody is trying to be all proper and these girls do need to be looked after or whatever but it is just so random to be like oh we've had this carriage accident but i must continue on and my daughter she cannot let her stay here please stranger that i have never met before it's just (laughs) yeah it's the weirdest con yeah and i mean and every time they're like well, it looks like she comes for money, so yeah. we'll take her in. <laughs> like, okay, maybe you deserve to be fooled. Yeah. And eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, they take her in, and immediately, like, the daughter of the household... And, okay, so another part of the con is they only go to households that have, like, a younger daughter mm-hmm. that's, like, around the same age that Carmilla is presenting. Yeah. And so right away, that daughter, who is Laura, mm-hmm. um, she's like having these nightmares and it feels like these two sharp pricks, like, you know, my just below my neck and like, oh, uh, like, I'm like, okay, like a bite, like a vampire bite. Right. <laughs> like if you have a word for vampire, like I feel like you should right away do like someone sunk their fangs into me. I know. I And I don't understand because in the first chapter, she's recalling this dream that she had of Carmilla Mm -hmm. when she was a child coming in and feeding on her. First off, why is a vampire feeding on a child? That seems very dumb. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to have that much. I don't know. I don't know how blood works, but it just seems like you wouldn't go for a child. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, they have young blood. It'll keep you younger. Okay. Sure. Sure. 
Rich people do that today. Like, ultra-rich people, they pump the blood of younger people into mm. their veins to yes. keep them younger longer. <laughs> Vampirism is real. <laughs> I just, I'm just not sure. I mean, Carmilla tried to play it off with, like, I had a similar dream, too. That's so weird that we were in each other's dreams. But I'm like, come on, Laura. Come on. This is a really scary dream. You have the terminology for vampire. Like, I don't know how you're not more concerned. I don't know. Like, if this were to happen in a movie, like, if this were to play out, it would be a comedic scene, for sure. Right? Like, oh. her being like, like, oh, of course I knew. Like, oh my god, I had the same dream. That's how we recognize each other. Super weird. Mm-hmm. This is why they cut like, the scene from the movie version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't jive with the rest of the book, for yeah. real. Yeah. Mm. Plus, we also start off, we get, <laughs> this was kind of annoying, because we get the a letter from the general, because his daughter, Bertha, poor Bertha, has... Bertha. <laughs> Unfortunate name. <laughs> poor, poor Bertha has been slain, uh, but in his letter uh, to Laura's father... He's like all cryptic. I I can't tell you now, but I'm I'm hunting it down. And it's just like, sir, sir. I mean, good for you for hunting it down. Why are you sending this cryptic letter to Laura's dad? I mean, I guess he had to explain like, I can't come visit you anymore because my daughter died. Good thing you didn't know her. He literally said that. Like, good thing you didn't know her. <laughs> Otherwise, you would be upset right now. <laughs> knows everything knows everything and clearly is terrible at his hunt because it took him however long to actually get to where Carmilla was right exactly (laughs) like if he had let them know from the start I mean they probably probably would have been like I do not believe you even if he like approached us like hey we you know we took in this girl like randomly for Mm -hmm. three weeks and she killed my daughter like just yes. placing it like that. You don't have to say she's a vampire. You don't have to say how she died. You don't have to get all crazy with it. Just say she killed my daughter. Yeah. She and give a general description. She has dark hair, like blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like she has a distinct look because Laura's very taken with her and yes. very drawn in, which could also be vampire powers too. But like I'm sure right away <laughs> Laura's dad would have been like, Okay, let's get rid of this chick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he actually would have done that. I felt like he did feel some sort of responsibility for her, but yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I would have too if some random woman had dropped her daughter off with me <laughs> and been like, "I'm going to be gone for three <laughs> months." Like, I guess I'm responsible for this girl now. I got to keep her alive for at least those three months. Yeah, and why did he get stuck with her for three months, and the general only got stuck with her for three weeks? Mm, she moved a lot faster with Bertha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and it seemed like, too, she was taking out girls in the town, too. Yes. So she had a bigger plan at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. she took her time before actually starting to feed on Laura. She did kind of go for the people around town first and then mm-hmm. make the move on Laura. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, I might be imagining this because I did read the book before bed a couple times. Okay. And I get a little delusional before bed. But, okay. 
I'm recalling this scene. There, it was either with a cook or like a dentist. Was there a dentist in this book at one okay. point? No, <laughs> but I am excited to talk about this. There's this guy who is like peddling amulets. And he comes by and he uh, looks up at Carmilla and he's like, notices her sharp teeth and is like, I'm a dentist. I could, I could file those down for you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. It wasn't dreaming. (laughs) No, that actually happened in the book. I did like that part. (laughs) I was like, good for you, random peddler (laughs) who wants to shave down this vampire's teeth. (laughs) And again, like at the end of the novel, it's either Laura's dad or the general. I think it's Laura's dad because he's like, yeah, and vampires have bangs. Like everyone knows that or something like that to that effect. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, but she obviously had sharp teeth because the dad just wanted to ground them down and no one said anything. Yeah. I mean, some people have sharp canines, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, there was one line that I wrote down, which was about Carmilla, where Laura was like, if you were less pretty, I think I should be very much afraid of you. Uh, And then also, just another one where, because it's like, it's like insta attraction between them. But then there are also snippets of, it seems like Carmilla is, you know, like the quote unquote evil lesbian who's leading this straight girl into <laughs> peril uh, with her wiles. Yeah. Um, but there's this one line where Laura's like, um, uh, uh, to the readers, I told you that I was charmed with her in most particulars. There were some that did not please me so well. She was above the middle height of women. <laughs> wow okay that's 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 your first reason you list off i there were other more like okay that makes sense but i didn't write them down because i was just so taken with she was above the middle height of women i know wait was that a good thing or a bad thing i'm pretty sure because she says there were some that did not please me so well and then right after that sentence she says she was above the middle height of women like they were, okay, I don't know if gotcha. the formatting think, was weird in my book or not, but they were like in the same paragraph. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Cause I remember reading that, but I was like, I feel like the wording is a little weird. Yes. I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but <laughs> we're yes. going to say that cause I'm short. So tall people are evil. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, also, another big thing is, so, Carmilla's mom is a vampire. Mm -hmm. Like, we can agree with that, right? Yeah. And so, the general meets Carmilla's mom and Carmilla, who's going by a different name at the time. It's an anagram of Carmilla. It's, like, Mercala. Mercala, yeah. Or, or no, Mercala. Is it it Mercala or is it Mercala? (laughs) malarkey i have malarka written down and i don't know if that was my brain being stupid no she used both so her original name is not malarka but the other one mercala (laughs) and mercala i think is her real name like her original name and then throughout time, she just uses anagrams of it. No one would ever figure it out. Oh, okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate the use of anagrams. I like it, but I just honestly, like, 
It's dumb, but I like it. (laughs) Mercala? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Anyways, they meet at, like, some sort of ball. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's a a masquerade, actually. Mm -hmm. So her mom, her mom's identity is never revealed throughout this entire novel. We don't even see her face. Mm -mm. Well, I guess Laura's dad potentially does in the crash. But, um, you know, he doesn't know who she is. But the general probably would have been able to identify her, Mm. possibly, if they had interacted before in life. And I assume they had, considering how unwilling she was to take off her mask. Like, she just would not do it. Yeah, that was suspicious. Yeah. And then her coachman, or her manservant mm-hmm. was also a vampire yeah. for sure tall pale gaunt whatever yeah. vampire for sure and so she, her excuse that time for dumping carmilla onto the general is that she's been called away urgently and she needs to travel 100 miles as fast as she can and she just can't take carmilla with her for whatever reason mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't really explain why, but... No, I I wrote at one point, these are both smart and very lazy con artists. <laughs> like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, they yes. have half a story going. Honestly, uh-huh. they're only able to get away with it because of the time period and, like, the you know, being all proper and everything, the men will obviously care for this young lady, uh, even Mm -hmm. though your story makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, they have to go to single men, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I guess that's part of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have to leave before they ask too many questions. Yes. (laughs) You have to leave in a haste. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, where'd she go? I... You know, I honestly thought she was going to be hiding out at the old castle, Karnstein. Yeah, that would have made sense. Yeah. It's that she's just off somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, whatever she said, whatever, I wasn't going to believe wherever she said she was going to go anyways. Mm -hmm. I thought their, like, nest or their hideout was Karnstein. But, like, I want to know, it seems at the end of the novel, they're kind of like, Oh, we've killed vampires. The vampires are gone. I'm like, okay, but her mom and her mom's boy toy, manservant, whatever he is, is still hanging around. Like, they can easily create a million more vampires. Yeah. Where are they? They're going to come back and they're going to be like, hey, we're here to collect Carmilla. It's been three months. I wanted to see that. The end of the three months and then being like, oh. Hi, it's you, Steak. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It it does seem like, yes, the general gets his revenge, and maybe he didn't really feel the need to search out the others, but I don't know. He really should. Yeah. And Laura's dad, too. Like, yeah. I, I feel like Laura's dad and Laura should be the most like worried about the mom returning and not finding her daughter there Mm -hmm. you know know, like what's gonna happen in three months when the mom returns I wanna know (laughs) yeah even if even if they had just like a sentence that was like 
and the general planned an ambush, and so when her mom returned, they ambushed the party and killed all the vampires mm-hmm. in the party. There we go. Cece's happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just One thing with this, and I feel like possibly with other gothic novels and other vampire novels, is Laura is kept in the dark even when her dad knows what's going on. Like, Laura knows that she's sick, and she was keeping that to herself for a while, so she wasn't necessarily letting on that she was feeling weak. But then when her dad does finally realize and get the doctor there, and I feel like the doctor fairly quickly is like, I know what's going on. And then you've got the general coming in and corroborating things. So they know exactly what's happening to Laura, but they're like, eh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna tell her anything. <laughs> we're just gonna wait to traumatize yeah. her, uh, with, uh, Carmilla, but we're not, we're not gonna tell her what's happening. Yeah, we're just gonna kill her best friend. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, super strange. I mean, it's that, like, I guess it's Victorian age, so that Victorian sensibility of, like, Oh, she's a woman. Yeah. She's weak. She won't be able to handle it. It'll just make her weaker and sicker. Mm -hmm. She'll probably die if she knew. Mm -hmm. Oh, she'll go into hysterics. Her womb will travel about her body. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So annoying. But um, one little piece of vampire lore that I thought was like kind of gory and kind of cool is that when they did find Carmilla, she was sleeping in her coffin in like seven inches of blood yes. or something, like a bloodbath. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, the logistics. I don't really know how that works, where she got all the mm-hmm. blood from, or she's like vomiting it up or something. I don't know. But um, that's pretty cool to, like, keep her body fresh. That was a very interesting detail. I did like that. Though, I don't know if I missed something while I was reading it, because we go from the general sees Carmilla, you know, attacks her on sight, and then then Carmilla kind of, like, disappears, and so they have to search for her. (laughs) And then she's just in her tomb. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why would she hide in her tomb? Yeah. I don't, you know, vampires are creatures of habit. Yeah. Vampires today have coffins that can travel. Mm. Okay. But back then, I guess you had like your one tomb and that was it. It just seemed because they were already like at, you know, the castle or whatever. They were already at the place where her tomb was going to be. They, Mm -hmm. it wasn't that far. I just. Yeah. You know they're here to kill you. Why are you going back to sleep in your tomb? The only thing that would have made sense to me is, like, if the general had somehow wounded her. Right. And the blood bath in her tomb would, like, heal her mm-hmm. up. But none of that was explained. Yeah, that would have know? been a perfect explanation. Yeah. They did not say that. Let's write the movie. I mean, there's already a movie, Christina. I'm going to talk about it in oh, recommendations. <laughs> Oh, okay. When you mentioned the movie earlier, I was like, is that real? It is real, I guess. Literally. Did you watch it? (laughs) Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I can't wait wait to hear about it. Okay. For me, that like end fight scene was really confusing. Yeah. 
like in the way that it was written. Like she comes into the church. How is she able to even come into the church? Mm. For one, when she couldn't even listen to the hymns being sung yes. without dying. Which is also like a bit of vampire lore that I thought was new. Like I didn't think that they were affected by yeah. hymns. But it kind of makes sense. You know, I kind of like, I actually kind of like that. I thought mm. that was kind of neat. But again, how is she able to even enter the church then? Yeah, it I don't know. like she did. That's a really good point. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, they're hiding in the church because she can't get in there. But maybe because it was like all broken down and like in ruin. Maybe. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> We're really pulling, pulling, uh, Splitting hairs. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Pulling threads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're splitting hairs. There you go. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. Because then she, uh, this was like so mixed up in my brain because like the last thing before the general shows up also like she goes missing for a little bit. Right. Um, when she said she was do, sleepwalking. Yes. Okay. But yeah. She, so she does show up again. Like, I think it would have been better if she was, like, missing. Yeah. And then, like, randomly showed up at the church. Ooh. And then was, like, scurried away. Okay. And then hid in her tomb, you know? Because then it's, like, why would we expect to find her in her tomb? Maybe. Okay. It still is an obvious place to hide. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, and then also, like, if there was some sort of pretense for her to be, like, I have to go to my tomb every, like, I'm drawn to it. Like, I can't help but go there. Mm. Maybe that's it. But, like, again, the story is, like, not from her point of view. So there is, like, a large gap. Yeah. You know, it's from the point of view of Laura. And she knows nothing. (laughs) Oh, Laura. It's not her fault. It's not her fault. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's the book. (laughs) Well, that's, well, that's Carmilla. Um. I feel like we were kind of all over the place, but, um, also, I mean, like, it's a very short novel. It's like, so short. There's, there's not a lot going on, and what does go on is a little erratic. You know, a lot of it is in dreams. A lot of it could be real. A lot of it could not. You yep. know, was this podcast a dream? Was it real? Who knows? Who knows? We'll leave that up to you, the listener. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Hannah um what do you recommend if I loved Carmilla okay well I mean if you loved Carmilla then I think you should check out the film it's the vampire lovers it's from 1970 it's it's not good uh but it does (laughs) it it does pretty faithfully follow this book uh it follows the storyline it uh puts things in sequential order so you start off with the general and Bertha but okay. I don't know if her name is Bertha in the movie but you start off with them and then you move on to Laura's family and so yeah I mean for the most part it's a pretty faithful rendering of this story I I like my one favorite fact about this is that somehow they were able to use the excuse of the lesbian scenes are in the source material to get away with having the lesbian scenes in the movie. Like when the censorship people were like, you can't have that. They were like, uh, 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 it's in the source material. And somehow the censorship what? people were like, all right, you got us there. We'll let you keep the lesbian <laughs> scenes in. 
What? <laughs> that seems crazy, but also kind of makes sense if you can read the book and imagine it, I guess. I we should be able to see it. I don't. I don't know. It's it's really <laughs> I don't ridiculous. Know the logic there. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> the costuming is awful. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so seventies. It's so bad. I. It's in color, right? It is in color. Uh, all the okay. ladies have their hair down like the entire time, which I don't think is really a thing in this time period. It's very in much Victoria? like no. Yeah, hair is up when you're out and about. <laughs> it's the loose bun. Mm. You know, like you can take your hair down like at home. Them. Yeah. And like with your loved ones, but when you're out and about at these balls and whatever, your hair should be up. Um mm-hmm. anyway, so if you did love Carmilla, then again, it's pretty faithful, so the vampire lovers might be the film for you. It has the most adorable man in the world whose face is just Perfect for a cartoon. I'll try and show you a picture later, Christina. I mean, just imagine an older man cartoon character, you know, rosy cheeks, big nose. I mean, he looks exactly like a cartoon character. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Yep. What did you stream it on? Um, I, I rented it from Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> worth L399. Oh, so worth it. <laughs> It was so bad. Um, And then I already mentioned it earlier, but The Pale Lady by Alexandre Dumas is a short story that was written prior to Carmilla that's about vampires. Again, not that great. My Probably my least favorite Dumas, uh, but it's very, very short. I mean, it's like 40 pages. It's it's Mm -hmm. so short. And it's about this girl who gets taken in by these two brothers who are both vying for her attention. Very gothic. Uh, There's one who is very aggressive, one who's less so. And eventually vampires come into the story. But... (laughs) I I think my problem with so many of these vampire stories is they're trying to be all spooky and like, is it a vamp? Like, what's going on? Are there vampires? How many vampires are there? And it's like, I just want the vampires there from the beginning. <laughs> like, like, give like, me... everyone knows what a vampire yes. is, okay? Let's just start off with that premise. Vampires have been around since, look, we looked it up, 17, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like... There you go. <laughs> Uh, I I do have actually two more good recommendations. So I gave two okay. not so good. Let me give you two good <laughs> recommendations. If you are looking for another vampire book, I would say read A Dowry of Blood by S.T. Gibson. It's, it's short, so it's another short book. It, I would say the buzzwords for this are queer, polyamorous, and then retelling of The Brides of Dracula. So okay. it's it's fantastic. Uh, definitely content warnings for uh, domestic abuse. I mean, you're seeing uh, the main character, Constanza. She is writing a letter to her husband and explaining their life together and how he has mistreated her and how she realized that he was mistreating her and the other wives and husbands. And so it's... It's really good. It's it's just fantastic. Okay. Um, and short, so I would check that out. And then nice. my final recommendation 
They're one of the first, it's usually touted as the first gothic novel, is The Castle of Otranto. And mm-hmm. it's a soap opera of a book. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's silly. But what I would suggest you do, go on YouTube. There is a 15-minute, 17-minute, it's not long, movie version of it. Okay. And it's done, it it is in subtitles, so you're going to need to read some subtitles with this, but it is done in a mockumentary style. <laughs> oh my gosh, Where they're like, yes. we are here investigating the castle of Otranto, where this event occurred, and then they go through the event, but they go, they have the like mockumentary people and then they have the retelling of the story in pictures like like illustrations across the screen (laughs) oh my god it's fantastic christina 15 minutes of your time i really do recommend it's the most ridiculous thing but it was just oh it was good (laughs) okay castle of Ontranto. Castle of Otranto. You should be oh, able to find okay. the video on YouTube. If not, I can send you the link because I watched it on YouTube. It's it's a really Amazing. fun time. Okay. And it, and it cool. makes the story because I read I read the story as well as watched the the movie and I don't, mm-hmm. the movie was just a delight. <laughs> I, yeah. The book the book Amazing. is ridiculous. If you want classic gothic, it has everything. It has um like the mistreated daughter it has the dad trying to get with the princess like it has um chases it has giants it has it's like ghosts it's ridiculous it's oh my god wow jeez so so that's what that's i know that was a lot but that's what i have for recommendations christina what do you have for recommendations we're supposed to recommend something. <laughs> Christina! I'm just kidding. But also, you know, I always forget to prepare for this section. It's always a shock to me that this section exists for some reason. I like how you put it from your mind every single time. I have no clue why. I I just don't. I just don't. Um, I have been reading vampire novels for so long um like there was a point in like ninth grade where like I picked up every vampire novel I could find okay and I read it because I wanted to creep people out at school because they thought I was weird for reading about vampires (laughs) (laughs) and you know what one of those books was it was Twilight and it was before it was popular oh no I was weird okay People thought I was weird for reading Twilight because it was about vampires, okay? And then three years later, it got super popular, and I refused to finish the series because it was popular, and I hated it. But I I did eventually finish it. That book is so problematic. Oh, my God. It's so (laughs) problematic. But, you know, when you're in ninth grade, you just... I was just reading any vampire book I could get my hands on. I mean, I, I did read it, read them as well, but in hindsight, it's <laughs> it's so problematic. I would never reread those I would, books. Mm, no. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely like one of those books, I do this with every book I read, where I edit it as I go along. Okay. <laughs> and that one had a lot of edits. Okay, okay. <laughs> I go through books with a red pen. Oh, I'm terrible. Anyways, um, <laughs> so 
we as a book club read The Historian. We did. <laughs> and everyone hated it. It was basically like, uh, I mean, okay, so I guess I'm also recommending something that is a vampire novel. Read it if you want. Mm. It's super long. And it um, is super long. I think I settled on like a three, like it was an okay book. So I, I'm yeah. sure there will be people who it'll be perfect for them, but I do feel like it was a little too long. Yeah, there's a lot of like traveling in the countryside. And if you like like a like traveling books, mm. I think you're really going to like this, that book. Um, there's very little actual Dracula. It is a Dracula yeah. book. Yeah. And there is very little Dracula. Um, you know, classic Dracula, don't even need to mention it. Uh, Anne Rice, I recently decided I wanted to reread the series. Okay. And it's definitely different from what I remember as a ninth grader mm. reading. Because <laughs> a lot of it went over my head. Right. But, uh, you know, that is also like classic, I would say modern gothic. Because, I mean, it's Anne Rice. She's perfect. <laughs> R.I.P. And I think she really set the tone for a lot of modern authors mm. as far as how they write vampires, especially like Laurel K. Hamilton. She does the Anita, K., or Anita Blake uh, Vampire Hunter series, which I also read all of. Mm. <laughs> or up until a certain point, I suppose. But those are great if you want, if you're interested in like true crime novels like Alex Cross. Okay. But you also want a supernatural element, but maybe you don't want to read True Blood or, you know, the books that True Blood is based off mm. of sort of thing. Royal K. Hamilton's Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. They're really only good for the first like four novels and then it just kind of descends into madness. What about Dracula? Are you gonna recommend Dracula? <laughs> I said it doesn't even need to be mentioned, but um <laughs> I think if you're going to read Carmilla, you're going to spend a couple hours reading Carmilla. Just read Dracula. It's another feather in your cap. I would suggest going to LibriVox. It's an audio book app for classic books. It's basically you can get a bunch of classic yeah. books on audio for free. That's how we listen to the Wolf Leader. It's how we listen to the Wolf Leader. And... So they have Dracula and a bunch of different people have read it. I mean, these are all just amateurs just uploading it. So there are some <laughs> like really fun voices for some of them. Oh, <laughs> my it's God. Just, it's a fun time. I would I would suggest yes. listening to it on LibriVox. <laughs> I mean, Dracula is always a good read. It's always like a book I'll go back to when I'm like... It's like a palate cleanser mm. vampire novel. Like, it's like, I've read a bunch of bad vampire books, and I really just want something that I know is going to be satisfying, something that I know is right. going to be good. Listen to it on LibriVox. So there you go. Listen to someone read it in a funny accent. Let something. me know who your favorite narrator is. I have my favorite bad narrator. I want to know who everybody's favorite bad narrator is. Please email me if you listen to yes. it on Letterbox. Please, please, please. Instagram message. Yes. Hannah, don't email her. Hey, we have our email address in the contact information. Oh yeah, that's true. So please do. That's I'm still true. waiting for somebody to email me about Eric Braden and if he was actually on that ship that 
um, had the great <laughs> naval disaster. Nobody's told me yet. Oh my god. <laughs> Nobody knows. Because it's not true. <laughs> but I think it still says it on Wikipedia, and people still cite it in oh like random god. online articles about him. <laughs> Is Eric Braden still alive? Yeah. Okay, we need to hear it from him himself. <laughs> yes, please listen to our podcast. <laughs> Eric Braden, if you're out there, were you on that ship? When you were yes, two no. to four years old. <laughs> you must remember it. <laughs> oh boy. Jeez. Wow. Those are my recommendations. Nice. Sure. Yeah. I'll go you're feeling it. good with that? I mean, you know, and then also, okay. Oh, you're the found footage film. Yeah. That you're talking about Castle of Otranto. Otranto. So, I mean, you've seen what we do in the shadows. Yes. Right? The movie? Yes. Everyone watch the movie. I haven't really gotten into the show. I love the TV show. Love the TV love, show's love it. good. Okay. I've watched a couple episodes and I've liked it, but I just haven't really dove into it. So, yeah. What we do in the shadows, the original movie and TV show for sure. But for me, the movie is just a laugh riot. Mm. I love, I love that movie. I can't even think of like other vampire movies. You know what? I'll always stand the Van Helsing movie <laughs> with <laughs> stupid Hugh Jackman. Oh my gosh! And uh, the dude from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Okay. 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 Faramir. Mm. Is that who was in it? Yes, I think it was Faramir. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Anyways, I love that movie. I like it. I don't care if everyone else hates it. You know what? It's not that great, but they do have, Dracula has lots of wives in that movie, so they do, like, adhere to that. There you go. And Dracula's just trying to have children. That's the storyline. And Ben Helsing <laughs> comes in like a mean old man, and he kills all their babies. <laughs> <laughs> forget about recommendations i'm not going to be able to think of a single thing like that is the thing i know i have to have planned before even if yeah, i forget the I rest really of the book should. i'm like i need to plan yeah. recommendations well i think we've reached the end i think so all right well next time we are going to be reading a psalm for the wild built by becky chambers another short read this should be a cozy sci-fi post dystopian i think it's like a post apocalyptic like post post like things are getting better <laughs> so it's supposed to be nice but, and like, i don't think humans are around anymore well there's like the tea monk going around and a robot that's all i know there's a tea monk and a robot oh okay i didn't think the tea monk was human but I also didn't really pay attention because I also didn't want to know too much. <laughs> I just assumed it was going to be like a fun, because the cover's so cute. I think I assumed it was going to be like a cute animal and a robot wandering around. A post Interesting. 
don't know. Okay. And then well, now I'm sorry that I ruined that for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you can find all of our contact information in the show notes below. Please, please email me if you do listen to Dracula on LibriVox. I would love to hear your thoughts about the various narrators on there. Yeah, so until next time, don't forget to treat yourself. Bye!